Hey guys, today's podcast is brought to you by LootCrate.com. LootCrate is a monthly mystery crate that delivers the best in geek and gaming gear, from collectibles, apparel, tech gadgets, art, and other epic gear. It's like Comic-Con in a box. Because you listen to this podcast, you can save 10% on your first order when you go to www.trylootcrate.com slash row. Enter the promo code BRIDGE10 for an extra 10% savings. Thanks, and I hope you enjoy the show. And now it's time for the World of Roe Podcast. And now here's your host, Roe. Alright guys, let's do this. Uh, sit down and relax and you know, crank up your volume up to the highest level. Because it's now time for the World of Roe Podcast. And I am your host, my name is Roe. Uh, that's short for Roe El Santos. And this is my show. And if this is your first time listening, welcome to the show. I hope you enjoy and if you have been listening, welcome back. This podcast is available to you every single Friday on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, any other podcasting app you use. There's a couple of great ways that you can help out my show, and one of them is visit the Patreon page, uh, patreon.com slash Donate a couple of dollars to the podcast if you like. Uh, that gives you extra content availability, I guess, <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Um, you know, things like uh, bonus podcast episodes, videos, things of that nature. A lot of things I'm working on for the Patreon page, just for extra incentives for all you folks that do uh, donate a couple of bucks. And thank you kindly in advance if you are going to donate. The other is, um, you know, uh, take the time to, to rate it, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Leave a five-star review and then share with everyone. Tell your friends about me. Let them know about this amazing show and, you know, send them a text or an email or maybe even uh, send like a, like a tweet or a whatever, you know, social media stuff. Anyway, I would greatly appreciate that. All right, folks. So I hope that you've had an amazing week. I hope everything's been uh, great on your end. Sometimes we have things going on in life. And I'm speaking for myself. It's just where you, you deal with challenges and changes. On a week-to-week basis, this week has been no different for, for me. Or it's actually been very different is what I'm trying to say. Uh, some changes in the, the work professional life. And I, I think it's for the better. Because, I, I, you know, sometimes you kind of you have, have to be receptive to change and uh, kind of roll with it. Sometimes it's never easy. And I think... For me, the older I've gotten, the harder I have adjusting to change. And I don't, and I don't know if I'm really proud of myself for saying that because <laughs> I don't, I don't want, I don't want to be that that person, you know, that older person. Oh, I don't want to do this because I don't want to, I don't like change and things like that. I'm definitely not that kind of guy. But uh, hopefully, it, it's for the good. I, I think it is. I'm, I'm trying to be positive about it, and you know. That's that's kind of that's really what's been going on. Nothing crazy going on this week for me. You know, if you guys uh, folks you're spending time with your families this weekend, be safe on that tax-free weekend. I think this weekend's tax-free weekend, right? That's it's crazy. I, those days working in retail, those are you know, and, and malls and things like that. Those places were crazy, and I don't miss it one bit. Thankfully, I got out of that type of environment, right? <laughs> anyway, um. This week, it's an exciting week because, you know, one, it's episode 30. So for 30 straight weeks, I've given you guys uh, audio greatness with the world of Roe. And this one is no different. This one is actually a pretty amazing podcast. I have my, 
you know, I have Marty DeRosa on the podcast this week, and Marty's a great guy. He's a podcaster, and he's a stand-up comedian. He has two podcasts out, and uh, Wrestling with Depression, that's a great, great podcast. Check it out. And he also has another one called Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling, and that one's really great if you're a wrestling fan. And Marty is a wrestling fan, so I was really excited to talk to him because he's he's done so many things and I wanted to pick his brain a little bit and hear his story and hear everything that he does and how he goes about doing it. And uh, I found out about Marty. I'm listening to the Art of Wrestling podcast, and he's good friends with Colt. And uh, they've done a lot of YouTube series to YouTube series shows together. And, uh, that, I mean, again, more reason for me to want to talk to Marty just because all these things. You know, I, I love talking to comedians, and I love hearing their stories because it's just amazing. And then, you know, talking about wrestling, too, is is also great. I'm a big wrestling fan. He's a big wrestling fan. So that was fun. So uh, check out the episode. I hope you enjoy it. I'm going to go ahead and play that for you guys now and enjoy. Hey man, so I'm curious, uh, in Chicago, and I've always asked this because I've met, um, people from Chicago, but maybe you know this because you're a comedian. So, uh, Dan Aykroyd, why does he always tie stuff to Chicago in his movies? Have you ever noticed that? Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, it's a good question. I don't mean to put you on the spot. I think, uh, cause I know he was like Toronto. I don't know if he was in Chicago for second city or not. I think I thought he was a Toronto guy. Yeah, he is a Canada, a Canada I think guy. It's I think he's probably he is from like a, an ode to Belushi. Yeah, okay, that's probably what it what it is. Okay, and I think uh, you know there was just that whole. I think I think Chicago was like back in those '80s movies, like John Hughes movies and stuff. I yeah. think Chicago was just like a just like a great like. It's not New York. It's not Los Angeles. It's Chicago. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that I mean, he's he's one of my favorite actors, and I've noticed like in you know Great Outdoors or Tommy Boy, and I mean, of course, the Blues Brothers, of course, mm-hmm. you know. But I mean, he's always directing back to Chicago in some way. Even in Ghostbusters too, I think he references Chicago when they're trying to decide on pizza. I don't know mm-hmm. if you, ever, you remember that part before Vigo Vigo like torches the 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 photo room or whatever. So yeah, man, I'm uh, uh, creative has nothing for you. That was so entertaining, man. How did you guys come up with that? Was that you know, both of y'all together? Or, no, that was all. That was all Colt's idea. Nice, and yeah, you it was can, all Colt's idea. Yeah, and uh, my favorite one, and I, I can't find the video for it, but it was the one on I think 100 where where uh, where Cliff comes in and he's uh, you know, you're like the promoter and you're like, hey, can you step aside? The man's coming in. He's like, no, I'm the man. He's like, you are a man, but the man is coming in. I don't know. If oh you remember. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, those were so fun. Those yeah. were those were. Uh, a little like difficult to film because it would take a little time to film one and it was like a minute and a half and it would take like yeah i don't know maybe 45 minutes to film one and then we had to sort of borrow this office and it was it was tough i yeah. mean it was very fun but it was but it was tough to do nice. but in a great way yeah so how did you how did you start with like the the comedy stuff man like was that just something that you found to be your calling growing up or was it i always yeah i was always drawn to it and i never it was just one of those things where i never thought i could do it and uh, I remember I had a friend one time who was like, I'm going to go do an open mic at a comedy club. And I remember thinking, like, you could just do that. And then uh, 
then years later, I was dating this girl, mm-hmm. and she was telling me that some of her friends were heading up to Chicago to do an open mic. This is when I was living in Indiana, going to school in Indiana, and she was like, yeah, so I have to go to Chicago to see some of my friends do mm-hmm. an open mic. And again, I was like, what? Is, like, people could just do this? And, yeah. uh, and I, you know, did my research and waited a long time to do it because I was very in my head about it. And yeah. I always thought, and I still have this about some things, of just like, that's for other people, that's not for me. And then um, I don't know how I was able to sort of muster up the courage and the uh, follow through to do it, but I mm-hmm. did it and I, and I, I, I just loved it. Yeah. And you're very good at it. So oh, thanks. yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I know you did, you've done some, you've done so many things, you know, and I know you did the thing with, with Jim Ross a while back and yeah. uh, do you still do that with, with JR or is that, just, was that just like a one-time thing? No, that was through, I know Court Bauer, who's kind of his producer oh, and okay. uh, they were just passing through uh, Chicago and he, gave me the call so that was that was super cool and it's just like yeah through the the wrestling and the comedy connection mm-hmm. i've just been i've been able to do you know like shows with that jr and mm-hmm. Mick foley and just all sorts of cool stuff wow that's that's got to be a, an awesome experience to, to say the least i'm sure absolutely yeah um i was uh so again like i said i, I found out about you through him and then that's when i i found out about your podcast and all these other things that you had going on. And I was like, man, I would really like to talk to Marty just because he seems like a really cool guy and all, you know, very creative in what he does and how he approaches things. And did you, did you do second city or was that just, you're just, just open mic stand up stuff? Yeah. I mean, I, I, again, not knowing how to get in a stand up, I yeah. took a second city class, nice. uh, like everything I quit halfway through, <laughs> uh, and uh, I remember asking the the teacher, like, how do I do stand-up? And she was like, I don't know, go to an open mic. Like, this is improv. I don't know. And stand-up in Chicago was, it was still sort of uh, building. There wasn't a lot of open mics. There wasn't a lot of showcases. We had, right. you know, a couple clubs. And, um, you know, I just sort of, uh, I just sort of figured it out and uh, and sort of, it's it's self it's a self-taught thing. It's open mics. There's no... And I've, I've, I've like taught some comedy, like seminars and things like that. But all, mm-hmm. all I really tell them is like, you got to just go to open mics. It's, there's no secret to it. Yeah. You just, you just got to go out there and just, um, kind of wing it almost, but you kind of have like something in your head that you're going to talk about and try to find a, you know, of course. Yeah. 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 And every, I mean, everyone's different. Some people are very meticulous. Like this is the exact veer off the script. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like in, like in wrestling, like you ever used to say Diamond Dallas Page would like map out his whole matches and like. I'm going to do this, then you're going to do this, then I'm going to do this. Yeah. And there's other guys who are like, let's just get out there and, and call it in the ring. And um, I, I kind of am right in the middle, I think. I, I go out there with a game plan. I know the mm-hmm. jokes I'm going to do, but I also like to uh, mess around a little bit and sort of see where it goes. Yeah. As, as the reactions, most of the time, are they are they pretty – I mean, you, you get a good reception with some of the jokes, or was it always like a – I mean, because like you said, you were in your head. I can imagine at the very, very beginning being kind of nervous, but at the same time, you're like, well, I don't know if this is going to be funny. Is, is this going to work? Is this, 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 you know? But was it, was, is it still like that to this day? Or now you're just kind of like, you know what? Oh, fuck it. I'm just going to no, go with. I think with stand up, it's your, your, I think like it, it all kind of grows together. Your confidence, your sort of ability to, uh, to, to sit back and, and, mm-hmm sort of gauge what happened mm-hmm. and I think like for me at least I think like I mean I'm sure it shows that I didn't think were that that in retrospect I could look back and go oh I didn't do that great but 
at that time, the skill level I was at, I was probably like, oh, I did a good job. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure it's the same way. I mean, we're never going to be satisfied. There's old podcasts I can listen to or old creative has nothing you mm-hmm. for you I can watch and go, oh, why did I do that? I should have did this. But I think you just sort of start to build a, a, a level of confidence and you build up some armor and you're like, okay, I'm getting this. Nice. Okay, okay. So, uh, wrestling fan all your life, I'm guessing, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, growing up, who was one of your favorites? Um, I I loved. If you had face paint, uh-huh. you were my guy. Uh, Road Warriors, <laughs> Sting, Ultimate yeah. Warrior, Great Muda. That was that was it. You were you were my guy. If it was a video game that had like you know uh, sort of generic wrestlers, if they had uh-huh. face paint or in all black, like those were my guys. Nice, yeah. The face paint right was really really cool. I remember uh, back in as crazy as it sounds, we went to my I went to my first WWF show in 1990 in Corpus Christi, and mm-hmm. uh, there was a at the time I think it was right before the SummerSlam where Rick Rude and Warrior had a cage, that cage match. Yeah. So so they did a they were doing tags. So him and Kerry Von Erich were again were going up against Mr. Perfect and Rick Rude. Oh yeah, yeah. So you were just like. You know, we were, I mean, as a kid, I was a big Ultimate Warrior fan and a big Kerry Von Erich fan. And it was it was just really cool because it was my first, you know, real, you know, professional wrestling type of show. And I was so taken back by it. And then, you know, now, what is it, like, 30, you know, 24, 20, well, 26 years later, they're all, unfortunately, they've all passed away. And uh, I can actually, you know, I tell people that when we talk about wrestling, hey, I got to see these guys in the ring at that time. And, you know, Kerry Von Erich being from Texas, he's such a big deal. But yeah. just at that time, it was it was just so awesome, yeah, you know. It's funny you bring all those guys up because I really I kind of feel like that was like the beginning of my like super wrestling nerd fandom because yeah. I remember like all my friends would be like, "Oh, cool, you know, the Texas Tornado and the Ultimate Warrior are going to take on Ravishing Rick Rude and Mister Perfect," and I'm like, "Well, I used to watch them when they were all in World Class and the AWA." So yeah. it's like so, it, it, and to me that was just like the coolest part of being like. Oh my God! This guy who's debuting next week—I know that guy. That's that's the Dingo Warrior. Now he's the yeah. Ultimate Warrior, and I, I just remember like it was such a huge part of my life. I remember the first time I saw uh, wrestling on after cartoons. I caught the tail end of it. It was uh, uh, Ricky Steamboat. Oh yeah, and he won with like a high cross body, and I was just like, "What was this?" And then I remember just I had uh, GI Joe was my favorite thing at the time. Yeah. And I just remember all I all the it just became all about them became wrestlers. The more I didn't need the tanks, I didn't need the anything like you know. Yeah. Uh, I think I traded a lot of that stuff for more guys so I could get more guys for my wrestlers. And I think I <laughs> I used the Bible uh, that I had for my commu- for my com- uh, communion. Oh, okay, so it was, I used that as the ring. And nice. It, just, it like I I mean it took over my life. Uh, yeah. In school, I would just write out who was going to wrestle each other when I got home. And, wow! Oh man, it was just—it was amazing. Wow, that's that's awesome, man. I, uh, we, in my family, my uncle and my cousins, we were all really into it. And um, it's, you bring up AWA and GI Joe. I have actually funny stories with that. My older cousin—I mean, this guy's like probably forty-four now. I'm thirty-four, and to this day, he does not let it go that I, me and his younger brother. 
you know, destroyed his AWA ring and all his figurines because he had got it for oh, Christmas yeah. one year. Yeah, and he oh, was just like, that AWA ring was a thing of beauty. <laughs> my, yeah. my, my neighbor had it, and I was so jealous because it had like the cage and that beautiful apron, and I was just like, oh, I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, he's still upset with me, and he he always brings up the. Um, uh, the G.I. Joes, because back then, I, I'm sure you remember, but they had like the rubber band, you know, putting the bodies together. Yeah. So yeah, I used the to O-ring. Yeah. Oh, the O-ring. Oh, the O-ring. Okay. Okay. I'm and a I, I, I'm a real nerd. <laughs> and I, I broke them. I mean, I, I, he, he, always, he always tells me, he's like, man, you destroyed my Zaymon Tomax. You destroyed Oof. my Sergeant Slaughter, my Duke. What? Man, yeah. I'm still mad at you. I'm like, hey, man, I... I'll give you, I'll buy you a game or something for your Xbox, you know, kind of return the favor. But <laughs> we were, again, we were so big into wrestling and he used to, I, I still, I like to bring this up to him, but he always used to construct, you know, title belts, but he would make them out of like cardboard, like from boxes. He would cut them up and design. Oh, of course. Them. Yeah, of course. dude, it was so awesome the way he did it. I think he did the gold belt, like the old WWF belt where they had oh, the yeah. plates. Yeah, he could, it was so nice, man. So. Wrestling was a big deal for me, and obviously a big deal for you. So, did you have you worked with a, pr- a promotion, or you worked with Ring of Honor off and on, haven't you? No, no, no. Uh, okay, I've, okay. I, I do, um, I do stuff for uh, high spots. So when we okay. do WrestleCon, yeah. uh, I'll call that with um, Excalibur from PWG. Yeah. And uh, and uh, just recently, I started with my my podcast partner Sarah Shockey. Yeah. Um, we called a, uh, a card for Resistance Pro, which is a, a company here in Chicago. Nice, yeah, I've heard of yeah. Resistance. Yeah. yeah, and I just I don't know with with uh, I I like to just go to shows, you know, and mm-hmm. watch. Like I I, I mean, uh, there's always a part of me that's like, Ooh, I'd like to do this. This might be kind of cool. And I had a uh, an almost kind of thing happen one time with uh, with uh, TNA, but nothing came of it. Oh. But but you, I remember reading uh, about that in the in the dirt sheets. Yeah, it would have been real cool, but uh, but it's okay. But because yeah. um, if I had done that, then me and Sarah wouldn't be doing our podcast right. now. So, but yeah. um, you know, it's it's just fun to. Uh, it's I think it's it's harder than uh, it looks. You know, mm-hmm. like the guys who do it and make it look effortless. It's awesome that they yeah. can do it like that. And uh, but I have fun too, and I, I kind of uh, I kind of like you know I like doing it. It's a fun, it's a fun, challenging, cool thing. Yeah, definitely. Do you, um, do you, how was I going to say? I, I kind of lost my train of thought here for a second, but so, and you're, and you're, you're doing that with MLW, right? Is that, that, that podcast or your partner with MLW? Through, yeah, it's through MLW radio and, nice. uh, yeah, Marty and Sarah love wrestling and we, uh, we had a real good, uh, debut that we used to all be on like one feed. So if you mm-hmm. subscribe to MLW, you got everybody's podcast, right? But now we're all, we're all split up solo and, right. uh, they brought Ric Flair in, which is super awesome to think that I'm on the same yeah. network as Ric Flair. And uh, we, our debut solo episode, uh, we debuted at number 33 on the um, uh, sports podcast charts. We were right in between Stone Cold and Chris Jericho. Nice. That's, yeah, that's awesome, really cool. dude. That's real awesome, man. And um, so uh, MLW, is that with, that's with MSL, right? Mr. St. Laurent yeah, and Court. Yeah, MSL, Court Bauer. Uh, Conan left. Oh, he did? Start his own podcast on Podcast oh, wow. One. Okay. So wow. he was, uh, Court, like the uh, the promoter he is, you know, when one star leaves, you got to bring in another big star, like Paul Heyman had to do at ECW. And yeah. uh, he brought in Ric Flair. So it's it's been, uh, we haven't missed a beat. And we are 
yeah, it's it's quite a team, and we're we're it's really cool to like look at the top, you know, the top listings on iTunes, and it's just everybody on there, everybody's show is just doing so awesome. So it's it was very cool, and I actually just I called Court uh, mm-hmm. to just kind of pick his brain because he's like, I mean, yeah. one of the things I've learned, and Cabana's a great example of this too, is mm-hmm. uh, if anybody is trying to do anything, like you want to support yourself or. or be around people who are doing what you want to do. Right. You know, and, and it was the same in comedy. I'd hang out with funnier comics. Mm-hmm. I hang out with more successful podcasters or whatever. So I was mm-hmm. just talking to court and, and picking his brain. And another thing that I've kind of learned to do is sort of ask for things. And, and mm-hmm. I was, I remember I was at my coffee shop around the corner and I was writing mm-hmm. and I texted him because I needed, I was doing wrestling with, the the podcast that originally or that eventually became Marty and Sarah loves wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, my podcast wrestling with depression, which right. is like a, a like a mental mental health sort of podcast, which we had a little humor in. Yeah. Um, me and Sarah started doing. We called it Wrestling Without Depression, where we were just being silly and talking about wrestling. Right. And it sort of we like well let's give it its own name. So then we called it Marty and Sarah love wrestling, and then we said we wanted to give it its own iTunes feed. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sure if I should just keep it like that or do this. And MLW has everything or had everything at the time on the same feed. So right. I was going to call court to ask him what he thinks I should do and or text him back and forth. And mm-hmm. I, I know he's a busy dude. So I said, hey, if he could talk this week, let me know. And he was just like, well, I could talk right now. So before I called him, I said, well, let me finish up here and I'll call you. Mm-hmm. And I just something in my head. I was like, I should just see about if there would be a possibility we could join MLW and uh, he was like, yeah, of course. So mm-hmm. it's real cool. And, and um, I did, I did their live show at Wale, Wale Mania 2, mm-hmm. Mania Weekend. So nice. uh, yeah. And I mean, I, it's, it's something I always listen to all their podcasts and stuff. So I was kind of like, you know what? I'll take a shot in the dark and I will ask. And I did. And it was like, Oh yeah, of course, no problem. And it was that easy. So it, yeah, was, it doesn't uh, hurt to ask, right? No, it really does. It's crazy how, it doesn't hurt to ask. And it's like, I, I think sometimes I think people either go way overboard with asking mm-hmm. or they're like me and they're kind of like, ah, I don't want to bug anybody. And I've, yeah. I've, I've been, Oh, I don't want to bug anybody my whole life. And it's like, you know what? Uh, maybe it's not the worst thing to ask every once in a while. Right. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So that, that shows doing really well and wrestling with depression. I do subscribe to it actually. So I listened to your latest one. It was really good, man. I, I really enjoyed it. And I had, so again, so I was listening, going back to, we were, I was listening to art of wrestling and that's how I found about, I found out about you. And I was, I watched like the, you know, the creative has nothing for you. Worst promo ever. We've got mail. That one's hilarious too, but oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah, no problem. And I think I, I found out that you had a podcast, so then I started listening, and, and I saw that, you know, I, I know I know you took, like, a brief hiatus, and then you came back, what, like, last October, right? Now it's been, like, on a steady steady yeah. time frame now with that, so I was just like, hey, well, am I am I looking at the right one? And But anyway, so I, I, I back cataloged some of your episodes, and then I listened to the one when you came back with Colt, and I, I listened to this week, well, the one with Liz, that one was really good, man, and I, I like what you're doing because you're... You're talking about, you know, the mental health and then you're also talking about wrestling. And I had never, you know, thought of things like that, especially because you guys talked a lot about ADD and I never, you know, mm-hmm. really thought about all that stuff because it's it's pretty deep because you don't really think about it. I mean, I, I've never been diagnosed with it and I don't, I don't mean, I don't, I don't think I have it, but it's just, it was just really interesting because it's a mental aspect of it. Yeah. I think with, 
so with wrestling with depression, we'll have on people who uh, deal with all sorts of different things, mm-hmm. and you know, be it uh, just good old fashioned depression, yeah. uh, ADD, uh, OCD, um, uh, you know, sleep disorders, all sorts of things. And and I think what what it helps. I mean, at the at the end of the day, you're listening to people who are dealing with something, but it doesn't define them, and they right. can they, they still do great things in spite of having you know, said mental illness or whatever. Mm-hmm. And also too, like I'll get emails from people who are like, Oh, Hey, my, you know, my son's got ADD. I, I never really knew that that's how they looked at this or that, or, right. you know, things like that. So it's kind of one of those things where, uh, just because someone doesn't have that week's topic, mm-hmm. they might, you know, be dating somebody who has it or know somebody who has it, or yeah. you can just appreciate, you know, other, other things. Cause one of the things we mentioned on the, episode i just did with liz Ziner, who's a, a super funny comedian yes is as a comedian uh this is sort of an older generation thing you know the mm-hmm. older comics will be like yeah they call it add when i was young they called it stupid and it's like well <laughs> that was dumb yeah. on their part and yeah. uh you know uh grow, you know grow up and and have some uh you know and it's one of those things too where with mental illness it's mm-hmm. You know, if I if I broke my leg and I got on stage, everyone would be like, "Oh, this poor guy." Yeah. But if I'm having a panic attack, but I don't show it, you don't know, and I don't get that. Oh, this poor guy. You know. So yeah. it's like, you know, it's it's just to be able to sort of like I kind of look at it as like uh, my other side of the coin. Like I, mm-hmm. I do a lot of silly stuff and 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 fun stuff, and mm-hmm. I get to do a whole bunch of awesome wrestling stuff and. Right. and you know, uh, but then at the other side, I do this other podcast, and it it it's really. I mean, the emails I get from people are like beautiful. That thought they were the only person, and I always say like, if I was, uh, you know, 15 years old, and I I felt like a alien, I would have loved this podcast to listen to. To be like, you know, yeah. I don't mean like, oh, I got such a good podcast, I would love to listen to it. But just the idea that there, right. I mean, there's a lot of other podcasts out there too, like that, of just like, oh wow, I'm not the only person who deals with this because. You know, when you're young and you're isolated, you do feel like you're the only person who feels like this. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I remember when I was maybe 16 and my I had a cousin who was maybe 12 or 13, a few years younger than me. But I know he had, I mean, I heard my aunt saying to my mother, you know, not in front of us because, I mean, I was just learning what ADD was and ADHD mm-hmm. was. And she was like, I have to give him his medicine for his ADHD. And I had no idea what she was, you know, I was still kind of grasping onto what that was. And then I go back a few years later and my mom, you know, was telling me, hey, he has ADHD. And I was just like, well, what's that? And she's like, well, it's attention deficit hyper disorder or whatever. And she said, well, and then I, I kind of thought about it. I was like, wow, okay, so I get it because he's just all over the place, like extremely hyper. And, you know, and I was like, oh, okay, well, I mean, I didn't, I never knew what that was. And so I know she, I think she was prescribing him. He got, he had prescribed Adderall and he was taking mm-hmm. that to help him. And I think he's kind of balanced out now that he's gotten older, but it was just, you know, you don't think about stuff like that because, I, again, I don't think I ever had it or I was ever diagnosed with any type of thing like that. I mean, I don't. I oh yeah, I mean it's yeah. like I remember growing up. I had a friend who who had uh, diabetes. And he had to give himself injections. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, like, wow, that's wow. I've never Scary. even thought someone would have to do that. You know, yeah. so it's uh, sort of it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. So is it is it like that for you with comedy? Because and you said that do you sometimes have panic attacks when you're on stage or, or no 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 like not on stage. Oh, okay, okay, my, okay, okay. My whole thing is uh, is is my anxiety kicks in when it's getting getting out the door, going oh. somewhere, you know, I could, 
I'm a pretty simple guy. I either yeah. wear uh, jeans and a white t-shirt or jeans and a black t-shirt. But you would right. be surprised how many different t-shirts I'll try on. Like I sort of, I used to have a lot of, I used to have a lot of different clothes. But now I've, I've kind of learned. One of the things I've I've learned is what works for me and what doesn't work for me. Right. And uh, clothing wise, I've sort of eliminated a lot of choices. I almost have like a uniform I wear, like the dude from Facebook. You know, I, I, I'm <laughs> yeah, a big fan you. of I'm a big fan of. Um, what works for successful people. Yeah. You know? Like Steve and, Jobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh and uh uh Tim Ferriss, who's the guy who wrote like the four hour work week and the yeah. four hour chef. Um uh Tony Robbins, guys like this. I, I like I like learning from those guys and I think like what's great about the internet and podcasting and, and YouTube videos is you mm -hmm. can kind of see what works for these guys. So yeah, yeah I kind of I, I either wear uh <laughs> White jeans or black, I mean, uh, regular jeans or black jeans. Yeah. I either have white Converse or black Converse. And I either have white t-shirts or black t-shirts or gray t-shirts. So it's very simple. Uh, so that that's one less thing to worry about. But yeah, I get I get a lot of uh, um, anxiety about just getting out the door. And it's kind yeah. of once I get out the door, I'm okay. Yeah. yeah wow. Okay, so I'm not the only one that, that feels like t-shirt and jeans is the way to go because my... I, like we sometimes we'll go to formal events. And I'm like, man, I don't have a lot of um, yeah. You know, I, I mean, collared shirts anymore. What's going no, on here? I and, and what what I do is if I do have a collared shirt, it's like a nice one, and I and I, when I wear it, I wear it. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah. I just kind of. But I, I'm I've I've sort of uh, tailored my life to not have to have you know uh, nice shirts for for I don't have a a, a day job where I have to you know wear a nice shirt something yeah. like that and i just i just realized too i have one suit which is kind of my uh wedding funeral whatever occasion <laughs> suit yeah. uh, and i i'll every once in a while i'll host uh burlesque uh oh yeah, yeah yeah they want you to dress up and i was doing a show and they said hey you got to wear a suit i said okay and uh i i had lost a bunch of weight over the uh winter uh and the um uh spring and mm -hmm. now into the summer and um I didn't realize, and I wore the, I put on these pants that I haven't worn in like six months, and I was like, oh man, they're like huge. I'm they look like clown pants on me now, so I'm like, I'm super <laughs> stoked about that. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. It's always nice to lose weight, right? If you yeah. feel, feel really good about yourself. That's yeah, it's it's been crazy. <laughs> and so with your with your stand up comedy, man, do you? Do you try, do you is it just mainly with the wrestling or do you kind of just no, go and, no 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 it's okay. so the, the, that's the other thing too where I kind of feel like uh, again going back to like if it's like a pie chart like an yeah. old Trivial Pursuit one of the pies is wrestling um, comedy comedy when I do stand up I'll I, there will be like wrestling references in there from mm -hmm. time to time yeah but it's not like you know it's for everybody so I kind of I I I feel like. If I also joked about wrestling, it would be just too much stuff. Like, that's more just stuff about right. me, stuff right. about like what I'm going through and and uh, and and relationships and mm -hmm. you know how I feel about myself and things like that. Yeah. So it, with um and I I'm with stand up comedy man, just do you is it more, do comedians tend to tie into their personal life into their bits? Is that like is that pretty common for most comedians? Yeah, I mean it's the thing you know the most about, and it's mm -hmm. the thing that no one else. I mean. You know, I'll still hear comics get angry and they'll be like, you know, like, uh, I, I made that joke about, you know, uh, like I'm trying to, okay. Like, so with the whole thing about like, oh, we're going to, you know, build a wall mm -hmm. between the U S and Mexico. Right. And this was a whole like Carlos Mencia. Oh, he stole this joke from somebody yeah. years ago. And it was, oh, we're going to build a wall between the U S and Mexico. And it's like, who do you think is going to build that wall? Mexicans. Okay. <laughs> Funny joke. 
uh, but also it's it's very broad, and people are like people are like I, that was my joke, that was my joke, that was my yeah. joke, and it's like well of course you guys all thought of that, and no it, it's not like it was such an amazing joke where only one person could think of it, but if <laughs> yeah. I'm if I'm joking about the time I realized I was losing my hair in the back of my head, that's a different story to me than anyone else has. Yeah. So no one else is gonna be like yeah I was at you know. 7-Eleven and I saw the back of my head in a security camera and I realized I was losing my hair. Like that's my personal story. Mm -hmm. So no one else is going to have that story or that point of view quite like me. So I don't have to worry about someone going, Hey, I was at a comedy club in Philadelphia and I heard someone say the same thing. And it's like, it's just not going to happen that way. It might be similar, you know, call that parallel thinking, but it's not going to be word for word, the exact same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I was just, I was just curious about that because I've been, really diving into like you know comedy stuff more and watching people stand up and i was reading so i binge watched um uh, marin on netflix and yeah. i know that the, he kind of ties that now that i think about it he's tying that into like his real life experiences and people will ask me like well what's the show about i'm like well he's a podcaster but he ties in his life to this to his show and I, I was just, I was learning that and then I was reading his book and then, so I was like, okay, wow, this makes sense. Okay. That makes sense. That's, okay. So I mean, that's what I, I just, I was just curious about that because I'd never, I mean, I've never done stand up before and I, I, I don't know how that whole process works or where they come up with their bits and everything like that. Right. It's just, I mean, it's, you really come up with your bits just through, you know, everyday life. Like there's things right. that'll happen where it's like, I am definitely taking out my phone and going in my notes section and writing that down. And yeah. We, we will explore that on stage because it's just too weird or funny or something like that. And your brain, you just become like, you know, your comedy brain gets stronger and stronger. And if something happens, you're just like, yep, that will definitely be something I'll talk about on stage. Yeah. And and you get pretty, pretty good receptions. I'm sure every time you do your shows. I mean, yeah, I do. I I, I hope I do. Okay. (laughs) No one's, no one's impervious to a bad show. Right. So it's like, uh, you know, there's there's definitely times where I feel like they got the crowd got me more, or mm-hmm. you know, not every, not all comedy clubs are created equal, or not all comedy shows are created equal. So I tend to think if I'm if I'm with a a great crowd of like minded people, it'll be a mm-hmm. fun experience. Yeah, that makes sense. So, do you? Is it always? Have you always just been based out of Chicago, or did you move out up to other places during? The yeah, I, I mean, originally I'm from Indiana, but based, oh, okay. it's like a suburb of Chicago, and we're in northwest right. Indiana. We're right up near Chicago, okay. our way. And then uh, most of the time, yeah, I've lived in Chicago more, you know, almost like you know half my life now. And uh, I was in Los Angeles last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, wrote on a, a pilot that didn't get picked up and oh, okay. that was where I took a break from doing wrestling with depression because ironically I was kind of too depressed to do it and then I really kind of lost my uh I don't know I guess my med my mojo my edge or whatever mm-hmm. out in Los Angeles it was really a place that I just didn't like yeah and uh you know we just didn't me and Los Angeles just didn't mix and then I uh sort of came back to Chicago to uh sort of rebuild and, sure. and figure out what I wanted to do. And yeah. one of the ideas when I came home was uh, I wanted to do a all wrestling podcast, no depression or anything like that. And I thought mm-hmm. it'd be kind of fun to do. Yeah. And, um, and then uh, luckily I was able to, to do that. So it's, it's another one of those things where it's like, Oh, I made the right choice. Cause I was telling somebody the other day, I was like just getting kind of bummed out. Like, is it just, 
all I'm going to be doing is like learning lessons my whole life. And I don't know why that was such a bummer to me. Like, I was just like, I just want it to be easy. I want to stop yeah. having to be like, all right, that's the last time I'm going to, you know, fall in love with a girl I just met and, you know, this and that and all these problems I always usually have. But uh, I was kind of like, you know, but to come home, I was like, I want to start a wrestling podcast. That was the right choice. And then all, all these other things have been the right choice. And it's kind of refreshing to be like, oh, normally I go left when I should have went right. And it's, yeah. you know, uh, messed me up a little bit. But this has been, this is, I've been, I'm on a bit of a, a, a good choice role. So, yeah, yeah. And good. And you find it to be, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's very therapeutic for you doing it week to week and it kind of, you know, you know, building up the, filling up the pot, so to speak, in terms of like the, you know, getting out of that because you were in that funk and you got yeah, out of Yeah, and it's, so. it's honestly, uh, again, going back to like stuff I would read about, you know, Tim Ferriss and guys like mm-hmm. that. It's all, it's all, you know, habit is just you do it over and over again to the point where it becomes second nature. Mm-hmm. And um, I, and that's one thing I learned from Cabana. It's like you put out a product every week on the same day and the people yeah. are waiting for it. And if you don't do it, you're going to lose a couple of them. And then if right. you don't do it again, you'll lose a couple more and then you'll lose a couple more, you know? So to me, I've known, I, I've learned that, um, you know, in a podcast, Mm-hmm. I don't want to say more than have a good podcast is mm-hmm. put it out regularly. If you're going to say you're going to be back next week, be back next week. And, um, you know, I think I, t- I sort of tricked myself into thinking like, Oh, it's wrestling with depression. So if I'm too depressed, they understand it's like built into the <laughs> yeah. ethos of the podcast. Like, how can they be mad at me? I'm depressed, you know? Yeah. So that's been, that's been, that's been huge. Wow, well, that's well, that's good, man. I'm I'm really glad that that all that worked out for you. And I, like I said, I I did the show. I I mean, I, it comes out what every Wednesday. Is that is it Wednesday? So it Tuesday. Uh, wrestling with depression, as I say, like it should come out the same day. It doesn't come out. That one doesn't come out the same day. Okay, um, okay. that's every week. Usually, because I I I I have one guy who uh, is sort of my producer engineer. Mm-hmm. His name is Tim, and mm-hmm. he's amazing. He does all this stuff for me. He's such an amazing dude. So. Uh, Marty and Sarah come out every Thursday gotcha. and wrestling with depression comes out depending on when I get it to him. Yeah. It'll come out, uh, Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So do you, you use, uh, do you, you go, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you do these one-on-ones with like a, like a, like a zoom or something. Yeah, I have right? a zoom and that's the other thing too. I get all the time people like, what do I need to spend? And yeah. I, have, I, have, I have a friend one day who's like, I'm ready. I spent $3,000. I'm like, Holy wow, smart. you did not have to do that. Yeah. Um, I got a zoom H4N. Mm-hmm. I got two microphones that are under, you know, 60 bucks. Right. XLR cables. And that's it. Yeah. So like you- two people. So I don't need a, a mixer for more. I don't right. need, uh, you know, any of that stuff. Yeah. And, that, that's a that's a good point because I remember when I started out I didn't I didn't know what to use and I was just like well how do we do this and you know, we were using USB microphones and those are horrible and then mm-hmm. I eventually got a mixer because I needed for Skype calls and everything yep. like that and that's and and that there's so many things that Tim does where he you know he runs it through programs to make the sound better and everything like that and I'm yeah. a, I'm a uh, I'm a bit of a uh, a sound snob on podcasts where I want <laughs> I want them to sound. Uh, at least a certain level of respectable, you know, with all the technology we have and everything like that, there's time yeah. for all this to go podcast and I'll be like, one guy's really loud. And one guy, like I, I used to do it when I was out in LA, yeah. um, me and my buddy, we were kind of just like, uh, we have a, a comedian, a comedy group called comedians. You should know. Mm-hmm. 
and it's our show. It started in, in Chicago. Uh, I have some of my friends that are out in LA doing it and some of my friends in Chicago and New York doing it. So we're in New York, Chicago and LA. Nice. And, uh, we, we started to do, a, we did a show called podcast. You should know where, uh, he would talk about, we would joke around, we would do the weekend real sports, which was, you know, baseball, football, hockey. And then we do <laughs> the weekend fake sports and we would do pro wrestling talk. And, um, uh, somehow we messed up something where he was only coming through on the right headphone or the right side of the speaker <laughs> and I was coming through on the left side right. and people were just like what is happening with your podcast and I'm like what do you mean and they're like one of my one of our buddies said that he he was like going to the bank or something yeah. and he had one of his headphones out so he yeah. could hear the person and he thought I was like mad at my buddy Joe because he's like <laughs> Joe was like Marty like well who do you think is going to win the game <laughs> and you would, you would hear silence, and then right, you'd be right. like, "Because I think you know, I think the I think the Cubs are going to take it." Yeah. And then you'd hear nothing again, and he's like, "I thought you were like pouting and you weren't talking to him or something." And I was like, "No, we're just dumb and didn't know how to do it properly." So, and yeah. that goes that goes back to asking people and, and right. surrounding yourself with people who are doing what you want to do. Because one of the things I've done, and I've I've learned this through Cabana, mm-hmm. is you sort of assemble your team. You know, like and for me. I've got, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Colt for as sort of a mentor, yeah. Sarah as my partner. Uh, my buddy Tim is kind of the production guru behind the podcast. Yeah. Uh, we have our, our, my buddy Jimmy Lee, who is the uh, like sort of artistic guy, where if I'm like, hey, I drew this on a napkin, do you think you could make this into a shirt for me? And he says, nice. yeah. And then I've got Pro Wrestling Tees to put out the t-shirts and help me ship it all over the world. Yeah. And then, you know... Uh, you know, court to put it up on MLW. So it's like uh, you just sort of uh, you want this team and, and surround yourself with people who are awesome. And I got like I have a comedic buddy. His name is Rudy Schultz. Who mm-hmm. uh, I just said, hey man, this is a cool logo for another company. I kind of want something in this. And he made this like awesome wrestling with depression like luchador logo. And yeah, I mean it's just like it's it's cool. It's really it's it's really cool to sort of surround yourself with people who also want to like do cool stuff and and if they believe in it you know they'll they'll do it you know whether it's right. as simple as like uh a retweet or yeah i'll i'll help draw that for you and you know you can yeah sell it yeah you know that, that that's that's awesome that you have all that you know have all those people around you like you said you're surrounding people that'll help you and i've learned to do that with myself with my podcast and you know there's a group of podcasters that we independent podcasters that we talk a lot and we get share we share ideas and everything like that yep and i had learned i mean because going into this i just i wanted to do it we're like well how do you do it well there's this there's this there's this there's this there's this you're like holy shit this is so overwhelming i don't even know where to start so then yeah. people people use their experiences with you and they tell you hey there's this you can use this board you can use a recorder you can it's all simple you know and, and now it's just like wow so now people people that i know and listen to my show will tell me hey well how do you how do you do this or how do you is it easy i'm like you know what and i'll i'll give them like the simple run of things like the way you like the mm-hmm. way you were explaining to your friend because you don't it's you don't want to go all in and spend so much money because some of that you're not going to get back you know sure and so, oh and i love and i uh, i also think that it's sort of you have to pay it forward where if somebody took the time with me which they did which so many yeah. people did yeah. um you know it's it's sort of one of those things where now it's sort of my duty right to say like hey man uh you know i need to also uh pass it you know pay it forward and if 
if somebody is going, hey, I, I want to start a podcast instead of just blowing them off. Like, well, I don't have time for this. You know, it's yeah. just like, no, I will definitely, uh, you know, do that. Or, or if, if there's, uh, you know, cool people who I like on, on Twitter and they're mm-hmm. doing something cool, like, you know, a, 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 it means it costs not literally nothing to do a retweet or to say like, hey, right. this person does cool stuff. You should check this out. Yeah, exactly. That to me, that's always yeah, paying it forward. Like you said, paying it forward. It's always it's always great to do that for somebody who's taking the time or whatever. You want to help somebody out. I, I that yeah yeah. That's that's that goes without saying. So, um, so the how did this whole you know wrestling and comedy stuff kind of intertwine for you? How did that happen? I mean, I, I I'm sure you've said it before, and I know you've been on different podcasts, you know, with Scarboroughs and the. Uh, you know, all these other shows, but how did that all come together for you? So, uh, growing up, mm-hmm. it was like, if you were my friend, you, you had to be into wrestling, you right. were already into wrestling or you became a wrestling fan because I, I made you become a wrestling fan. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. uh, I moved when I was in, uh, in fifth grade, mm-hmm. I moved from uh, the Catholic school to an elementary school, like, a, it, that was right by my house. And, mm-hmm. uh, I, don't, I just didn't like going to this Catholic school. Um, I got like held back. So my ADD was just like off the charts, and I never, I, I never wanted to go to school. And my mom also suffered depression, so she'd be like, "Well, just stay home and hang out with me." You know, like it was a yeah. bad. We were kind of a bad influence <laughs> on each other. So I, um, I ended up going to this new school, and there was another new kid at the school, mm-hmm. and we were both just like, "I like wrestling," and he's like, "I like wrestling." And we became best friends that first day. And uh, we're still friends to this day. Wow. His his little brother is Josh Matthews, who's the announcer for TNA. Oh, yeah. yeah and, yeah. I mean, it was nonstop wrestling. We you know we had our LJN figures. Mm-hmm. We, when we got older, we had a backyard fed. And that's where it started, where we did this backyard fed. And it's funny, like, seeing these old videos where, like, some kids were like, yeah, man, we were so hardcore, and, and we had light tubes, and we did this and did that. But we always did it funny. We always had, we we were always kind of like tongue in cheek, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. we joke around with like the final deletion. We're like, that's just what we would have done had we never stopped doing this. Yeah. You know, we did so many silly things, and and we had a public access show, and I was just like, there's still stuff we joke about to this day, <clears throat> where it's like, it was so funny, and that that kind of was my first like when I commentate, I would throwing jokes and mm-hmm. you know if there was a botch i would act like oh he meant to do that we would just do all <laughs> sorts of like silly stuff and and um that was sort of my first like oh okay i can do this yeah and, uh, you know and then just through the rise of of everything else you kind of see like oh there's other people who like comedy and wrestling and you know it's not you know this idea of years ago would have been like mm-hmm. oh you're 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 shitting on wrestling or you're yeah. killing the business and now it's like no, we all love wrestling so much. You can also have fun with it in a comedic way. Nice. Yeah. So and did you, uh, by any chance, I mean, I didn't see the SP awards, but one of my friends had me see the monologue that John Cena did. Did you see huh? that by chance? I did. I made sure to watch the monologue. I had a couple, Sarah had a friend who wrote on it and I had a friend who oh, wrote on it. Nice. So, uh, it was, it was cool. I liked, yeah, I, th- I think Cena is like one of those dudes who's just super talented and yeah, I had, I had no doubt he would be good, and he, I thought he was good. Yeah, I mean, because you were mentioning, you were mentioning, well, it's fake and this and that. I, I loved how he kind of like immediately addressed it, and then he went into the, to yeah, the jokes. That's and everything. what, a, that's what a, you know, a good comedian will do. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, 
if I have a, I have a buddy who's got like a, a, a smaller arm mm-hmm. uh, through birth that, you know, and, and he'll go on stage and he'll make a joke about it and then move on. So it's kind of like, like you said, address yeah. the elephant in the room. Boom. Now we're moving on. Yeah. That's, that's what, uh, that's what Cena did. And I thought it was great. Plus yeah. all those dudes love Cena. I mean, yeah. they like anytime you go to, you know, anytime Raw's in a major city mm-hmm. in the front row are athletes, right? Athletes love wrestling. Uh, you know, every locker room they have belts in them now, and and you know when when the the Cavs were making their comeback, you know yeah. they're all wearing old school Ultimate Warrior Undertaker T shirts, and I mean I, I, through my black friends, they're all just like Hulk Hogan's fine. We don't care. you know what I mean? It's like so <laughs> yeah, funny yeah, yeah, yeah. that like these wrestlers <laughs> have these like passes. You know, it's like a, the like one of my buddies is like ah, black people love Hulk Hogan. And yeah, what? after everything he goes ah. Black people love Hulk Hogan. And, and I think it's just that thing of like um, a, a, any athlete can appreciate even more so like, you know, at the end of an NBA season, those guys are like, oh, all that traveling. It's just like it never stops for wrestlers. Right. You always have to be in shape. Uh, and and uh, just that that whole thing of like, you know, the, the being bigger than life. And not only do you have to physically do your job, but you have to entertain people. Right. And, and it's, I think, any entertainer or athlete, if they really study wrestling or, or watch it with somebody who knows mm-hmm. to be like, notice this and watch this and here's what you need to know about this. Yeah. If you can't respect that, then you're, yeah. you're an idiot. Yeah, exactly, man. And when, when I was a kid, I, you know, everything was very black and white to me or, you know, gray, I guess you could say, because Hulk Hogan was a good guy. Yep. Earthquake was a bad guy. And during, I would watch wrestling with my dad, and there was parts where the, the bad guy would do these things, and he's meaning it to be funny. And I'm looking at my dad like, "Why are you laughing at the guy? He's the one that's beating up Hulk Hogan, you know?" And oh, he's yeah. like, "No." He's like, "Oh man, it's it's entertainment, you know." He's yeah. like, and I'm like, "I don't get it." So then finally, I'm like 22 years old or whatever, or 18 or 16 or whatever it is I am. I'm like, "Oh, I get it now. I finally get what he's laughing at." Oh yeah, so, or I would notice too, like one of my one of my favorite things too is when. I'm watching wrestling with a non-wrestling fan, and they're just yeah. kind of like, "Oh, what are you guys watching?" And then when they start to get into it, <laughs> yeah. like I'll never forget one of my one of my favorite uh, memories of that is when uh, I was living with um, my buddy Rudy, who I mentioned earlier. He right, had, right. His, his now fiance was over, mm-hmm. and we were watching uh, uh, WrestleMania, the one uh, with. Uh, uh, Angle and Shawn Michaels. I can't remember which mania it was. Yeah, Just, I think that was 21. 20, 21. Yeah. And at first she was like, uh, oh, what's this? What's this? And then at the end she was just like screaming at the TV. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, that's what awesome wrestling will do. It will get. Yeah. That's why Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels are, are masters at wrestling. Exactly. You know, I hadn't watched. Um, wrestling for maybe seven or eight years. I stopped when right after Owen Hart's accident. I, I kind of just lost track of it, and I, I was yeah. working with a, a a good friend of mine. He's a good friend of mine to this day, and he would always watch Ring of Honor. So like we, oh, we yeah. worked, yeah, we worked at GameStop, and there was no, there was never anybody in the store. So he would pop in these Ring of Honor DVDs, and that's how I found out about Colt, CM Punk, you know, all those Samoa Joe, yeah. you know, all those guys. And so he said, "Hey, we're gonna watch WrestleMania at my place. Why don't you come over?" I'm like, "Okay." I mean, I haven't seen wrestling in years. He's like, "Ah, you'll be fine." So I'm watching it, and it's the match with Sean and Vince in Chicago at Allstate Arena, WrestleMania 22. Uh-huh. And that match, like I hadn't watched, and all of a sudden I watched this match. I'm like, oh my gosh, how did I stop watching this 
so, you know, for seven or eight years. It's so entertaining. I forgot how fun fun it was to get into it. And then there I was. I got into it, and I haven't been listening. I mean, listen, I haven't been watching all that much. But I got my wife into it when when we when we first moved in together because uh, it was around the time that Punk and and Jericho were having their feud, and it was the first Roxena match, and she was like, she got she got you know engulfed in it. It was it was it was fun because like every Monday it was Monday Night Raw kind of thing, you know. So, yeah. So it's it's fun. I I've always enjoyed it. I I find it you know it's it's, it's acting. You know I think you know Colt. Always, you guys always tie it into you know comedic comedy and wrestling. It's acting. It's the same. It's almost the same thing. You know you just you're working on a bit. You're trying to entertain the crowd and everything like that. Absolutely. Yeah, man. So um, and you. So how did you? If you don't mind me asking, how did you and Colt meet and everything? How did all that get started? Um. It, we we sort of hooked up through uh, him coming back to Chicago after his WWE run, yeah. And uh, and through comedy, we sort of met up and and realized, uh, you know, we both kind of like the same things about comedy and about wrestling. And when he uh, came up with the idea for Five Dollar Wrestling with High Spots, originally it was going to be yeah. originally it was going to be him and. Um, like a different wrestler every time, like him mm-hmm. and Adam Pierce or him and um, Steve Carino. Yeah. And he kind of thought like, I think it'd be better to do it with a stand-up comedian. Yeah. And he, and he wanted to do it with me uh, for the first one. And it went so well, it was just like, oh, okay, this is, this is it. This is what we're doing. So it was kind of just went and it went from there. Yeah. You know, I haven't, I've been meaning to purchase some of that five dollar wrestling. It's kind of like MSTK, right? Stuff yeah, that you like guys are doing. Yeah, it's like science theater uh, meets, you know, wrestling, and the best part is, uh, you can if you, you get not to not to plug uh, high spots, but they no go right ahead, go right ahead. But uh, if you sign up for High Spots TV, you get all the all the five dollar wrestlings are on there. So nice, and it's like you know ten bucks a month, and it's you get PWG, five dollar wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, shoot interview, CZW. It's like insane all the stuff you get. Nice, and you guys do you guys do like live shows, right? With that stuff, and yeah. I mean, several yeah. of them, right? We do uh, a show called Marty and Colt uh, Watch Bad Wrestling. Yeah, that's what it is. And, yeah, uh, it's awesome. It's so fun to do, and it's <laughs> cool to just be in a giant room full of, uh, you know, wrestling fans who yeah. just get it, and they get all the references, and I don't have to be like, oh, well, he wasn't supposed to do that. It's like, I mean, you could just like, you could just play a clip, and people are like, yes, I'm on board. <laughs> So when you guys when you watch when you watch wrestling matches and you see somebody botch and it's does it I mean it's is it pretty hilarious for you like in some matches like I think oh yeah my phone goes crazy you know if it's like if we're watching Raw or like uh, you know a pay per view or something and someone messes something up or mm-hmm. you know and, and it's funny or whatever it's just like you know everyone phone goes crazy did you see mm-hmm. it did you see it did you see it and it's just yeah. it's so fun and. uh you know, I, I think like it's all for us, it's all done out of love. Like we're not like, yeah. look at these idiots. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, we first, uh, and you learn to do that through, through trial and error. Like, you know, right. you're like, Oh, I'm sure if I listen to some of the old fight dollar wrestlings, like the first ones, we were kind of maybe a little mean spirited, but now yeah. I think it's like, wait a minute. Like it's, it's all about the way you put it out there and stuff. And I was kind of like, Oh man. Uh, we love this. Why don't, you know, just let them know that we love this. It's coming from a fun place. Yeah, definitely. That, that's that's awesome, man. And um, you, it, 
uh, my buddy and I, we, we would always do that where, cause I'm here in San Antonio and he's back in the town that we're from and he'll, he'll text me. We used to text all the time during pay-per-views and I would always mention like this one match I think was like from an old WrestleMania. And I'm like, Hey, did you watch that Kerry Von Eric Dino Bravo match? He's like, Oh my gosh, are you, are you still with that? And because it was just the, the, I mean, I mean, again, again, I'm not doing that stuff. I mean, you have a craft to, you know, to perfect in the, in the ring. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when, when a botch happens, it's, it's kind of funny to see. And he'll, he'll show me those videos on YouTube with Botchamania and he'll tell me, Hey, check out this Botchamania. It's, it's pretty cool or this one this happened or this is when that happened and you know he he's just always like engulfed in those in the dirt sheets and everything so it, it was just it's nice to share stories with someone who loves wrestling as much as much as i do and we would always you know yeah that's it i mean when you just sort of uh have your other buddies who who are so into it it's just yeah. like it's just the best to to just yeah. be able to joke with them and i mean there's jokes I have with my friends about mm-hmm. wrestling who mm-hmm. even wrestling fans wouldn't get or whatever. Yeah. He's inside jokes. And that's just like, ah, to yes. me, that's the most fun. You can't beat that. Yeah. And I think I remember one time I said something I'm like, Oh, that was a, that was a big, you know, he potatoed him pretty bad there. And my wife was like, what's that? And I go, Oh, he stiffed him. She's like, what, what are you talking about? I was like, Oh, he, he really hit him there. And I don't think that was on purpose. I think that was an accident. Yeah. You know, he's going to give him a receipt later. She's like, what? And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, man. It's so funny you bring that up because I yeah. was uh, I was in the car. We were driving to a show, and my buddy called, and I was like, I just, I need to take this call. Like, something happened. Something major was mm-hmm. happening in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, oh, man, uh, I got to take this call real quick. And I'm like, yeah, go ahead. And it was like two of them were in the car. Mm-hmm. And it was all that, you know, it was all that talk. And it's like, yeah, oh, this, yeah. this is the go-home wrong. This is the shit they're going to do. And, I, and then I got <laughs> done, and my one buddy's just like, I know you were speaking English, but I don't know what you were talking about. And it's like, yeah, we've got our own, we got our own language. It's like the the wrestling lingo, carny talk. All right, man. So, um, do you want to plug your stuff, man? You want to? You bet. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, uh, wrestling with depression. dot uh, com or on iTunes is my. Uh, that's sort of the the original podcast, and then uh, Marty and Sarah love wrestling. We got our own iTunes feed, I, which uh, I wanted to tell part you part of MLW Radio. Oh, I yeah. do. I love the I love that cover art. By the way, you were mentioning it earlier. Oh, it was so awesome. Yeah, that's that's all Sarah. She's an amazing artist. So, and then uh, at Marty DeRosa on Twitter. Nice, nice. And then you've got your you know you do the YouTube stuff too. Check that out. That's that's entertaining. It's everything at ColtCamana. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey man, thank you so much for your time, man. Uh, you've been really awesome. I'm really glad I got to talk to you. My pleasure. All right, what an amazing conversation, and what an amazing guy. Really cool guy, Marty. Thank you so much for being on the show. It was an entertaining, fun conversation. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but a little bit throughout the podcast, I was a little nervous. And I had a couple of cups of coffee that didn't help the cause either, but nonetheless, still a great conversation, and I was really thrilled to have him on. Check out his podcasts, uh, Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling and Wrestling with Depression. Uh, the Mar- Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling is actually on the MLW Radio Network, so if you like MLW Radio, check out check out that show. And uh, thank you for listening. And again, as always... You can, you can give back to the podcast on the Patreon page at patreon.com slash world of row. I would greatly appreciate it. Anything is except, anything is accepted. I'm saying I'm, what I want to say is anything is appreciated. And uh, stay tuned. The next couple weeks are going to be great. This episode was great. Everything's going to just, just 
snowballing into something amazing. <laughs> anyway, let's talk social media. Twitter, Instagram, and Vine. At Roel Santos Jr. Uh, Facebook.com slash World of Row is, is my Facebook page. You can go to worldofrow.com and check out the website. It's still a work in progress. Things are getting a little bit better on there. Um, you can listen to past episodes there as well. And uh, if you want to email me, you can email at roelsjr at gmail.com. And that's going to do it for this week, folks. You've been listening to The World of Row, and stay tuned as The World of Row continues to turn. Have a great weekend, everyone.